Hi everyone, this is Val Sopi. And this is Bootstrapping SaaS. In this podcast, I share my journey to 10K in recurring revenue with ClaryTask.com. Hi everyone, this is episode 11. I missed a week. Uh, audio is not good. I'm just going to turn it down a little bit. Uh, I missed last week from recording and uh, it wasn't deliberate. I sort of wanted to take a little bit off because a lot of things have been going on. And um, uh, one of the things that is new that I wanted to actually talk first about is um, the investor situation. So on the previous episode, I was mentioning how um, my conversation with one angel investor in New York City was getting a little bit warmer. Um, he was asking about numbers and his interest uh, was actually peaking and uh, it was left up to me to uh, send him some numbers of uh, what I think will happen with Claritask and how I see the 100k uh, performing down the line and uh, I hear back from him <laughs> so yeah uh, send him those numbers I actually I uh, was away uh, I wasn't home I went uh, away to travel a bit with my family and um uh, we had left it to speak on Friday and I was gone from Monday on this is last Friday and uh, I couldn't wait to send him the numbers and I'll tell you the reason why um, and I think this is where the conversation sort of I think this is why they got turned off uh, so what happened was um, on my last conversation I had with this person um, everything went well beside uh, one thing and that was um, actually uh the conversation we had about my pay so quickly what i wanted to do with a 100k investment was uh, i wanted to hire about two three people uh, devs um, and then focus uh entirely on sales uh with myself and then pay those developers around 1200 including myself however this new angel had a different idea about my pay and this is where i felt a little bit awkward because uh the angel wanted uh, actually decided wanted to decide about what I will pay myself and um, when I got done talking to him and I recorded the podcast right after um, I felt a bit weird that he got into that conversation with me about my pay sort of uh, imposing what I should be get be getting paid without even knowing how um, the expenses that I have so um uh, after I recorded the podcast, right after the talk I had with him, I sort of spoke to a couple of friends of mine, was telling them the conversation I had, and that the same reaction that I had about it. And, um, you know, having someone uh, decide your salary in a product that you made with an investment that would make a difference, but it's not an investment that um, would actually scale me up tremendously it is a good seed um it is a good amount of money i, I can't lie you know eight to ten thousand per month to spend on a few people and outreach ads sponsorships you name it it's a lot of money uh here in pristina where i'm currently located um however i you know i've been building claritas for a long time and uh you know i have clients and this investor was suggesting that i have 
It wasn't actually a suggestion. He sort of wanted that. You know, that's that was sort of his ask. He wanted me to have a five hundred dollar per month pay, um, and naturally a big uh, equity, as I would have initially, uh, without even talking about my pay. Uh, however, the $500 per month uh, is not a lot, and actually I will, I will be achieving that very soon. Um, don't want to sound arrogant. I've been this road before. Um, I'm not that far from $500. Uh, so, and also, I'm taking now that the investment hasn't gone through. Uh, I have started taking new projects. And I'm taking small projects that don't last long and that don't cost a, a lot. So the my sort of responsibility uh doesn't go longer than once the project is launched launched so um i would uh, for example I, right now i got a website that i'm doing for a client and it's a pretty straightforward website doesn't really have any um application inside or anything beyond some forms um so uh the 500 dollars that uh, investor was suggesting uh, wasn't a lot, you know, I have expenses, I have kids in school, um, I have expenses that I need to pay, so with this new investment, the responsibilities would go up uh, to make them money, to manage a team, which I really don't want to do right now, and having the pay that I will reach on my own, uh, and also the fact that the investor with, a, you know, around 10% equity is deciding what I should pay myself, that sort of hit me hard and made me think, you know, that Hey, you know, I didn't really start Claritas to make other people money, you know. Uh, maybe I'm not investor material. And I don't think I am. I don't think I want to be. However, having a lack of sort of cash flow uh, sort of lured me towards thinking about, you know, hey, you know, what if I got this investment? Then, you know, I could do all these things. I could hire two or three people. You know, I could push forward Claritas with the features that clients are waiting for and do the ios the android apps and all that and that sort of got me attracted to it however you know bottom line um i like the bootstrapping lifestyle you know i like doing it on my own on my own terms running it solo clients are happy um the features that are coming up are great i get to control the outcome of the product i'm having a good time building it um i'm not saying if you know there was an opportunity that you know, I had an investor that was sort of on my terms that um, I would say yes. I know that sounds selfish and that's probably not going to happen. But if I were to take an investment, probably the ideal situation for me would be some uh, investor that invests in a lot of products and investing in Claritask would be sort of um, uh, not their focus in a sense that um, I would get the 100K, which I need. And I would probably update them uh, once a month, at least. And then I get to run the show uh, the best way I see fit. Maybe they could be there for um, sort of um, having them as a you know consultant, just to just to run things through. You know, if something's coming up, if I'm dealing with a problem I'm trying to solve, um, that sort of investor, uh, I would I would probably say yes more to. So I know that's not the case. Um, I'm just babbling here because that's sort of, um, you know, I'm trying to be honest with the terms that I would go for. But, um, you know, having somebody that sort of is up on your business, decides on the money you spend, where you spend it. I know it's their money, you know, don't get me wrong. But um, 
ah, really, I'm not cut for that, you know. I'd rather get a, maybe uh, a loan from the bank and not, you know, have someone on top of my head. So right now, the way things are with Claritask is that uh, the MRR has sort of stagnated. The user base has been going up because current clients are adding more people uh, in their accounts and more people are using Claritask. However, I am not... I'm not able to actually add new clients or generate new leads, actually. That's a problem because if I had the leads, I feel a little bit more confident than with other products that I would, you know, be able to close a little bit easier. Uh, however, I haven't really done much uh, to generate more leads. Uh, two things that I'm working on are uh, I'm working on uh, listing Claritas with technology advice uh, where I will be paying for a lead that is highly qualified by them, then it's up to me to close it. And also trying to up my game with Captera, which I've done before, and that sort of like brought a lot of good leads. And then, you know, listing Claritask website and a couple other places and, you know, getting some backlinks and blogging more, which I haven't been able to do in the past two or three weeks uh, because um, I was sort of burned out in a, a bit. Now looking back, and also I... Uh, I actually got on a project uh, for a client which I am busy for the most part of the day. Uh, the project is done today. I will be supporting it for probably the next two or three weeks, but it's not a lot of work, so I'll be jumping back to, to Claritask and doing all these outreach efforts. Uh, so that's where things are. Um, I'm very happy where, you know, sort of Claritask the app is. I'm not very happy where Claritask the business is. Um, I lost uh, the first client. Um, so that was, um, I sort of expected it because um, look, the client wasn't uh, able to bring their team on Claritask. They, he, he liked Claritask. He wanted it, you know, he wanted his team and himself to succeed with it. However, his team was, um, was not, you know, um, agreeing with him. So uh, he quit. He stopped paying and uh, he was very kind actually. And uh, he gave me a lot of good comments. Uh, saying the Claritask is really great product, but they just, you know, he couldn't get it. He couldn't get his team to to um, uh, to use Claritask. And that is completely fine. You know, you can't really uh, succeed every time. Uh, the other clients that I have are, are using it just fine and they're finding their way in and the, the features that I'm, I'm building for them are actually helping them. Uh, they're not just vanity features that look good. They're actually making their job easier. So I'm doing those and I'm very happy about that. However, the MRR right now is at $150 per month. And uh, I have about seven clients to go at $50 per month to um, to reach my goal of $500 first. And then 1000 and 2000 you know, three, five, eventually to 10000 k um, it's month, uh, what month is this? So I started in February, so February, March, April, May, June, July. So this is month six that just started. So five, month have, five months have gone. I've been generating about $150 per month since the start. It's been very steady, hasn't grown much. However, I'm expecting around month nine or so, 10, you know, about a year in to really start, you know, things starting to pick up. Because uh, with my other apps, that's sort of how things went. Um, so, you know, until sort of the brand starts picking up and people, you know, start seeing it a few times and with my inability to actually do more um, 
in terms of outreach, uh, things are going much slower. So the days that I'm working for a client where I'm building a website and developing for them, uh, once I'm done with sort of like uh, something that I have to do for them for the day, I really can't go back and start coding in Claritask. Uh, it's really hard going from code to code. Um, I was even thinking of an idea. Um, I ha I've had this idea before to sort of get um, a job that doesn't really have to do anything with code. Uh, so in other words, I would um, I would get a job as a customer care rep maybe for a SaaS company for a couple hours hours a day. And that would maybe get me to at least my base salary, which I need to sort of survive uh, on a daily basis here in Pristina. And um, I was thinking about that. So maybe I'll explore that idea a bit more and try to find um, a SaaS that maybe I use, that I like, uh, people that I like. Maybe I can support their team uh, for European clients at around, you know, 7 a.m. to like 11 a.m. maybe uh, support, you know, tickets and write documentation for uh, how to maybe how to videos and, you know, stuff like that. So that would be like a couple of hours a day. And then once I get done with that, which doesn't have to do anything with code, I can jump back on Claritask. And that maybe would be a, an ideal situation. And I can do that for, you know, at least a year for them. Even if Claritas starts, you know, picking up, I can still start continuing to do that. And maybe that money, you know, with Claritas on the other side and the money that I would generate, maybe all the money that Claritas makes, I can put it back and maybe hire a developer and maybe, you know, make the iOS app while I'm working a part-time job representing, you know, uh, supporting uh, customers for another SaaS and supporting myself. And then the rest of the time coding or maybe just focusing on outreach for Claritask. So this is sort of an idea I'm playing with. Um, I got a tweet. I got a direct message uh, the other day from uh, from a guy that listened to all of my episodes, uh, all past 10 episodes. And I'm trying to find it here. I'll, I'll read it for you. So, um, um, and I asked him if I can use his name. Uh, his name is Ke Kevin Retz. Um, I hope I'm pronouncing it right. Uh, Kevin is in Germany, and he said that he listened to the episode, and he had like maybe about one, two, three, four, five, like about seven, eight full paragraphs, um, sort of his feedback on what he thinks, you know, where I stand. And this is this is the thing with podcasting, and I think J Justin uh, Jackson from Transistor, he actually mentioned this, that, you know, when, when you're doing this podcast, when you're uh, sort of speaking out loud, out loud in the open, sort of transparent, uh, you don't really see yourself like we don't I don't really see myself when I'm doing mis making mistakes or what I'm doing wrong or what, should I, what I should be doing and other people listening they sort of get a, an outsider's view like a bird's eye view and they sort of can you know are not emotionally attached to what I'm saying so they're like more objective they can evaluate the, the situation better and give give better feedback so um so Kevin uh said that you know i listened to your podcasts i'm trying to like uh, paraphrase a lot of it because it's a long read and thanks kevin so much and actually kevin at the end uh at the very last paragraph he said that um you know um he said if anything sounded harsh or offensive quote unquote be assured none of it meant was meant like that and honestly kevin reading all this i there was no point at any time that i felt offended or or their talk was harsh at all like um especially when you talk about sales because on previous met, uh, previous episodes i was talking about how um i don't want to do cold cold emails because they're um uh maybe they could be ruining the brand um and he was saying that 
you know, I'm finding excuses not to do it. And he doesn't really know the reason why I'm doing that. And there's a couple of reasons, actually. One of the reasons is that I really hate it when I have, I send like a couple of emails and then, you know, people either say unsubscribe or take me off the list. And here I am thinking that I'm meaning well. And I get that sort of, um, I, I get that I feel like personally attacked. Um, I feel like failing. And I don't really like being exposed like that, I guess, you know. Um, and he said at one point, if I can find it quickly, uh, he said that, you know, I really need to get over myself. Um, so he said, if you would get over yourself and start more intensively do direct sales, I think you would reach your goals in reasonable time, making the investment unnecessary. And he's so right, you know, like this thing about ruining the brand, like that's really, you know, like that's snobbish, I think. I'm being a snob, a complete uh, snob for saying that because nobody knows my brand. Um, people that are not going to like it, they're not going to like it. And uh, Kevin even said, he said, you know, they're not going to remember you. If they don't like it, they're not going to remember you. So don't worry about that. You know, that's one, that's really good, good sort of mindset to have. And the other mindset that he suggested to have, which a lot of other people are suggesting, um, you know, they're saying that I should think, I should believe that what I'm offering clients, it's a really good solution that they should have and really believe that. And I do believe that. Uh, I do believe when I'm presenting to a client that, you know, it's the right solution if they're the right client and if they're not, you know, I, I try to cut the meeting short, not to waste their time, not to waste my, waste my time. But in another, other, other sort of instances, I really do believe that. So um, in this case, I really should give direct sales a try. And I should do like a lot of emails a day, you know, like 50, 100, 200, and then get leads and talk to them. And when, you, when I have those numbers, getting to seven more clients, 20 more clients, you know, it sounds more realistic now, you know, instead of going like with blogs and... You know, just the inbound, uh, inbound efforts, and it's just going to take forever. So I'm going to give direct sales a real try. I read a lot of, um, you know, I'm going to try to get a lot of literature and blogs, and I think I will use Mailshake. Mail? Is it Mailshake? Yeah. Uh, and they have a lot of, like, podcasts and blogs and write-ups that I could read. I even scheduled um, a demo with them, so I have a lot of questions for them the next week. And uh, yeah, so thanks a lot, Kevin. I really appreciate you writing me and letting me actually say that, you know, you said this, mention your name. I really appreciate that. Okay, so I uh, just got done recording and noticed that about 10 minutes, um, last 10 minutes of the podcast didn't record. The audio didn't record for some reason. Um, probably know the reason the space in my Mac was running out and I was recording video at the same time. So I wanted to put this up on youtube as i'm recording the podcast and <laughs> yeah so uh, that didn't happen for so for the last 10 minutes uh, of this podcast i think i was speaking about how i want to give um direct sales another try um direct emails called emails call calls etc and i shouldn't worry much about you know doing a disservice to my brand because i am not famous if I was famous and everybody was reading my blogs and people were lining up to use my products and give me their money, that would be great, but that's not the case. So I have to do what I have to do to really get my numbers up and uh, do myself a favor and get Claritask where I want to be at 1000k MRR at least. 
Um, so thanks for listening. Sorry the audio got cut off at the end, but uh, maybe um, it's better because this episode is only 20 minutes. And uh, I'll try next week to record the audio and also the video as I'm doing the podcast because I'll put it up on YouTube as well. All right, have a great weekend and talk to you soon. Bye.